Hey guys, it's uh, producer Brian. Uh, Before we uh, get the show started, I want to let you know that the Comedy Zone podcast is now available on iTunes. So you can uh, subscribe to uh, your on your Mac device and uh, get the podcast uh, delivered right into the palm of your hand through iTunes. Uh, And uh, Android users, by the way, uh, we're on the Stitcher app. Uh, So Android users are not left out. So iTunes and uh, Stitcher, probably the two best places to get us. Of course, the podcast always available at cltcomedyzone.com. If you do uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, please uh, subscribe, review us, rate us, help us spread the word. That just helps us uh, spread the Comedy Zone podcast word around. And while you're at it, go ahead and tell two friends. From the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor. Hey man, welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. <laughs> it's me, Will Jacobs, back from the islands, and I got the co-host Spencer Taylor. Spencer Taylor. <laughs> well, I'm I'm back. I'm 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 back from the islands, but I'm not really back. I'm still in my head. I'm still on the boat. He's still wearing uh, very much vacation clothes. If you could see him right now, he's wearing like a white button-up shirt and a hat. He's got yeah. sunglasses, and we're inside. Yeah, my whole my whole thing says Steve Harvey Cruz. Like that's <laughs> that's my whole look, and that's been my whole work. I've been a whole uh, look at work uh, the whole week. I've been uh, sitting around with cigars hanging out my mouth. That's <laughs> just I'm still in the flow. I'm still, still sneaking in, in alcohol. I'm still sneaking into alcohol. That well, how'd that, that go? By the by, that that didn't. For those that are just tuning in, um, I was gonna sneak alcohol onto the cruise, but. Uh, I got cold feet. I got cold uh, feet. I couldn't. I, I was standing in uh, Costco about to get the little 12 pack of Gatorade to fill up and put the food coloring in. I had an elaborate thing worked out. And then I just got cold feet because I'm like, I would be the one that gets caught and they say, you can't come on the trip. Yeah. And then your my, wife would be so mad. Well, she still might go. And that's the thing I didn't want to come to. I didn't want to test her like that because she yeah. might have been like, look, well, we paid the money. So. I'm going to still go. And then that might have cost us our marriage. So I didn't even want that to come. Oh, man. So much thought. It, a lot of, I thought store. it 20 steps ahead. So I'm like, you know what? I just paid extra money for the liquor on board. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So we had a fantastic time. No, a uh, whole lot of cool stuff happened. We went because it was our one year anniversary. Woo! Yeah, yeah, thank you. I made it one year. Brian didn't clap. That's cool. Nah, yeah, nah, he didn't it's, care. It's, he, how many years you been married, Brian? Uh, it was 18 in March. Oh, so that's yeah, why he yes, get out of yeah, that, it's not yeah. impressive. One year, that's I'm over adorable. It. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> He's like, oh, that's cute. Holler at me in 10. That, that's okay. That's fine. But no, I I had a good time. Uh, we we decided to do the cruise. Went on the cruise, and um, whole lot of whole lot of interesting stuff happened. A lot of I, this is my first cruise. Yeah. So all these things were new uh, to me. I didn't. I figured I might gain some weight. Uh, I didn't know I would gain that much weight. So how much weight did you gain? Uh, total on the cruise, I gained about 10 pounds. And how long were you gone? Five days. <laughs> <laughs> I gained I gained 10 pounds in five days. You gained like, two pounds a day. I ate, you know, here's the thing. I knew about the buffets, right? I, but when I got there, I had some of the food off of the buffet, and I was like, eh, it's yeah. all right. I, I'll probably be okay here because it's like, 
they have little different kinds of stuff like little uh, Mexican bars and uh, the food, Mexican food and uh, pizza. And they had little, you know, different cuisines. But they weren't that high quality. It, yeah. it was something you might have found at Golden Corral. Quantity, Maybe like not a, quality. Quantity, not quality. So I'm like, I'll be cool on that. I won't gorge on that. But when we got to the restaurant. Oh, goodness. See, every night they have a set time, like three or four hours in between where you can go to the restaurant on the ship. Beautiful restaurant. Got the view of the ocean out the window. Uh-huh. Um, they're bringing out uh, appetizers. And the thing I didn't know was uh, they give you as many as you want. Appetizers? Everything. <laughs> Appetizers, main courses, and dessert. Goodness gracious. So I was, first of all, I was trying everything I could try. Like I had uh, frog legs. Oh. I had cow tongue. Hmm. Uh, I had everything you could imagine. So I would get one crazy appetizer and one regular one oh, to yeah. get me ready for my two main courses. So I would eat, I mean, what, like, they, like I'd have filet mignon, uh, lobster tail, and lasagna. Like crazy, because shit. why not, right? Because why not? You're on because, vacation, right? You only live here. one. Exactly. I'm feeling good. Bottles of uh, well, not bottles, glasses of wine. I didn't uh-huh, buy whole sure. bottles, uh-huh. but but glasses of wine, and then you get the dessert, and they had this chocolate yeah. melting cake. Oh man! And uh, that shit was so good. Yeah. And it's like I was already stuffed. Like, and here was my routine every night. I would eat, and I'd look over at my wife and go, "Babe." We can get up from here. I'm done. And then I take seven more bites. And yeah. then I go, all right, I'm, I'm not bullshitting this time. And then I eat some more. So that's what I did every night. And that chocolate cake, I got that out of the five nights I ordered that four nights. Wow. And then my wife would clown me because I'd be sitting there with the menu like I was going to pick some different shit. Like, hmm, let me see here. And she was like, well, just get the chocolate cake. You know, I was like, <laughs> you right, already right, know what I'll take want. the chocolate cake. So, yeah, so I, I gained uh, a ton of weight uh, coming on to the cruise. I came in at about uh, 222 pounds. Coming in at 222 pounds. That's right. They should have announced it like Will a fight. Will Jacobs! Will Jacobs! Coming into the restaurant at 220. So, leaving at... <laughs> leaving, leaving at a total of 231 pounds. Yeah, I, I gained all that weight uh, from that. But then, um, you know, I've, I've lost it since. But we'll talk about, about that later. But that, yeah, that was the biggest thing. Was the uh, the weight gain and the buffets? Oh man! Yeah, big time eating. A lot of casino games. That's uh, fun. They, they like, a, could you? Did you gamble? Like, could you gamble, or was it? Yeah, just kind of pretend. No, no, it was real, real money. Um, oh, they had uh, they had a bunch of different. They had slots, uh, poker tables, blackjack tables. Wow. They had all that stuff. But my thing is blackjack. Blackjack. Because you're black. Yeah, and I'm blackjack. So the <laughs> only, so so the biggest thing with me is don't lose money. Even if I don't win a lot of money, if I don't lose money, then I've had a decent night because I've had nights. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to gamble. You had a good time and you still left even because I've had times where things went horribly wrong. And so I know what it's like to lose hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So I I went in there and and I sat down for the table for a little while at the table for a little while and, and left with like extra 10 bucks. Yeah, but that's a, you still feel good. That feels yeah. nice. But here's the one that got me, though. Oh, okay, gosh. so I the blackjack didn't get me, but they got this one machine where there's like this little, uh, this S that uh, moves across this belt or whatever. Okay. And there's these little grooves that it can fit in. And if you push the button and the S goes back, and if it fits directly into the groove, you get the money that's behind it. Oh. And it was like $2,500. Wow. So, but the thing is, it's like a visual trick because when your eyes tell you to push it, it's too early. Yeah. So you got to over overcompensate for your eyes. 
So my wife did it, and she spent about $5 on it. It was $1 per spin, push. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let me hop on there real quick. $25 later, I realized... Ain't nobody going to win this shit. <laughs> and then they had the nerve to have two of the stacks of money missing like somebody had won that shit. Yeah, and you're like, I uh-huh. know, no, no. I know. After I left, I said, babe, I know what that is. They opened the back of that damn machine and took the money out to make it look like yeah, motherfuckers like won you, that. Exactly. Nobody like you had a chance. Yeah, I, I, I watched people the whole weekend. Nobody won Like in shit. carnivals. They do that That in carnivals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like and you then, think you can win a goldfish. You can't and win you a can't goldfish. win a damn thing. And, that, and then they had the one where you stick a quarter in the machine. Mm-hmm. And there's all these quarters sitting on a ledge. Oh yeah, and, and then it like it, pulls it. And I look, and I put a couple quarters in, and I'm like, they got that shit glued on. I'm <laughs> telling you, I think the front row of quarters is glued on. Yeah, and it can't nothing get over it. That's that's probably what they do. I, I bet you it is. So so we had, but we had fun with that. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, and there was no, you didn't drown. I and didn't drown. And there was drown. no poop. No no poop. No drowning. Yes. Um, and we had a balcony, which is. Huh. And I don't know why my mind works like this, but every time I went on the balcony, I'm like, balcony, I'm like, what if this shit just fell over? <laughs> the balcony? Like, if I'm just leaning on it, bloop. <laughs> the whole ship fell over? No, just You me. thought you gained that much weight? <laughs> Not the whole ship. Oh, just you. <laughs> just <me. laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> like, like, what if I fell over the side, and, and if it's at night, and my <laughs> wife's in so the bed, stupid. I'm just like, yo! And then it's just, but the boat just goes off. Like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> If you're just looking and then you just toppled over, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I, I mean, to, to you, but not to me. I, like, that was that was terrifying to me. I'm like, damn, like, I wonder if anybody's ever just fell the hell over. I feel like if the, the priest would, like, giggle during your eulogy, he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> just looked over the side of the ship and he fell. That would, yeah, that would be, that would be a bad look. You don't want that in the eulogy. I do, I do have a question. So yeah. how did frog legs taste? Like chicken? Did they really? Legit like chicken. People say that about stuff. Yeah. But le- legitimately like. And then chicken. what was the other t- tongue? Uh, ca- ox tongue or cow tongue or something. Like that. And how was that? It was good. What it like? Is it like akin to anything that you've tasted before? Or? Not not really. Was it's it like tough? A a, li- a a tiny bit tough. Hmm. Still relatively relatively tender. Uh, it was tender enough. It's kind of like you made out with a cow then. Yeah, kind of. French and, kissed and, a cow. And I, you know, and I that but that was like. Cause how often do you get to do these things? Yeah, you know, might as well try good. everything once. Yeah, and then we uh, we did this. Uh, we saw these photos where, cause a lot of families when they go on vacation on the cruise do these photos, mm-hmm. and, and in the background there might be like a thing from the Titanic or some shit like that. <laughs> you know, some scene from a balcony staircase, some fake background. Oh, okay. You know, or like a, a like the captain's steering thing or whatever. They'll have that and people can stand and, you know, all, yeah. all of it's fake and it's on a thing. Mm-hmm. But the families would dress up the same. So you'd have like the whole family in white or some shit. And you could just tell that the kids were not feeling that shit. Aww, but the miserable. parents would be like, like the, you could see the dad like, I spent a thousand something dollars. You were taking this fucking, <laughs> you know, like they would get real mad and then the kids would take them. And later on, I'm sure the kids will value that. But yeah. at that moment, it's just like, this shit is, I got to dress like everybody again. Yeah. So me and my wife decided we had gotten dressed up for what they call the captain's dinner. Because mm-hmm. the captain's dinner is supposed to be this thing where, uh, everybody is supposed to dress up and then you meet the captain of the ship. Oh. Well, uh, that didn't really happen. There was no <laughs> official dinner. It was just people kind of mingling around waiting to see if the captain would come out. And he like never did. <laughs> He's like, nah. 
Yeah, he was like, nah. I'm, <laughs> I'm busy. I'm going to go ahead and drive the ship. Yeah, he just was like, <laughs> uh, maybe he was just like, I'm not going. I don't know. But we stood up there and waited. And we stood up and talked to each other. And we said, well, why don't we do one of these little pictures then? At least we'll have a picture. Oh, my goodness. So we're on the way to take the picture at one of these little fake backgrounds. And this guy walks up. Looks like a sort of an Eastern European dude. Mm-hmm. And he comes up and he's like, uh, you know, he was like, let he's like, you you want to do a picture? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We waiting to do a picture. He said, look, I I do very nice, really nice picture. Come with me and I'll I'll do a picture with you. Oh goodness. And we was like, hold on. But then I <laughs> thought about it. I'm like, well, we on a ship. So it's not but so many places he could take us. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So we start following him. He's like, come on, this way, this way. We take a picture. We take a good picture for you. I was like, all right. So me and my wife are walking, and as I'm walking, all of a sudden, like in my mind, I started playing like all the Law and Orders and all the, um, like that movie Hostel. Yeah. You, you remember Hostel where yeah. it's like, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and as we went deeper, because we went like floors down in the ship and back around some shit. And I'm like, yo, like, is this dude about to off us? Like, I, my, your mind just plays yeah. with you. So, I'm, so I go into protector mode with my wife. I'm like, all right, let me, all right. I've got my fist balled up walking behind this dude. And then we finally get down, and there's like these dream studios or something he had. And he had a really nice setup, turns out. We walk in. He's got a big couch, and which was not a good sign initially. Because uh, yeah. he was like, oh, sit down on my couch. I'm like, hold on. Which Take way is the couch off. facing? Because then all of a sudden, he putting chloroform on us. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm, I got my eye on the whole thing. But he, we went and sat down, and he's like, "Okay, let's 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 do pictures." And he had me and my wife do these different uh, poses together, like giving each other a hug and all these kind of romantic things, looking in each other's eyes and all this stuff. And like, they came out really good. Oh, really? So they yes. were legit like they pictures. Looked, and I thought when we took the pictures, I was like, "Damn!" Like now we'll have a lasting memory mm-hmm. from the trip. You know, us yeah. dressed up real nice. Like, we'll always have the memory from these pictures. And then he showed us the price. And it was like $200 for one Jeez. picture. And I'm like, damn, uh, we'll always have the memory of posing for these pictures. Because <laughs> this is not, we're not paying. We, and yeah, I looked that's at, ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, what? And he was like, no, no. He's like, it's because of the quality. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. What is because of? Everyone's got a camera on their phone nowadays. Right, like this, you got it, man. You got to catch up. This is it's cheaper to do this kind of stuff now. But uh, we didn't end up getting the pictures, but we had at least we had a good time posing for them. And then my wife was like, well, at least now you see how good they can look. Because I've always been kind of <laughs> anti-picture. Yeah. Uh, Not a I, picture guy. Yeah, I just that because they always look so corny to me. Like, yeah, the wearing matching sweaters and holding a teddy bear, and the dudes looking all glossy and shit. Like, I'm, I'm good. I, I never really wanted that. And then my, but then my wife, and this, and the thing about my wife was like, she wanted us to do when we were just dating. I'm like, yo, you break up with me like every two weeks. Why would I send <laughs> a fucking picture out to my family and then we a wrap? Like, That's what so does that funny. look like? I'm not gonna play myself. So then we got married, and she's like, well, what's your excuse now? And I was like, well, now I got to lose weight. I can't be sitting looking like Ruben Stuttered in my damn picture. like, Because I'm just going to want it. I'm going to hate it. I'm not going to like it. I hope Ruben's not listening. Uh, you know, Ruben knows he's fat. Hurting his feelings. Ruben knows he's fat. But, but, so, so, <laughs> but, so, but that was the thing. She's like, now that you've seen them. So now that I've seen that and how they look, I'm like, yeah. that's kind of fly. I kind of do want them. I still got more weight to lose until I take them. Really? But yeah, I'm I'm targeting 200. I think I'll take pictures at 200 pounds. So, so how much do you have to 
how what are you right now? Well, now after the detox, I'm 219. 219. So, so it went 19. down. So how many pounds? I can't math. Yeah, I'm not that great either. So from the starter, from the cruise, from the cruise, from the cruise, uh, left the cruise at two thir- about two thirty two, uh, down to two nineteen, so about thirteen pounds. Is that math right, Brian? Three days. It sounds it sounds true. Yeah, but but that's in three because you just got back from the cruise. Mm-hmm. Well, real well. Let me not just say from the cruise because another two days after the cruise, I sat at home and ate. Yeah. So, like, I, yeah, I went and got barbecue and a bunch of shit. I'm like, I'm still technically on the cruise until I go back to work. So I did that Party. for another two days. So really, it was seven days. Seven full days. Okay. That's... Actually, it was nine days. It was not. That makes me Cause feel I did, better because I was yeah, so yeah. much weight you know in what? such a short yeah, period of time. Because the day before, like a day and a half before the cruise, I said, "Well, I'm in cruise mode." So I started eating crazy. All shit. right, now now it's all coming out. Yeah. You're like, all right, it's a few months. Yeah. It was a few months <laughs> was a few that months. I was eating kind of crazy. It's a year. It's been a year. I had, to, yeah, I need to readjust that. It was a little longer than that. All right, because I thought I did not, I couldn't even imagine the amount of food. And then it's like you probably like weren't shitting or something because I couldn't imagine gaining that much weight in five days. Yeah, no, I did. Okay, I that makes me feel better about the world. Yeah, it was it was over over because I started before because before we even went on the cruise, we went down to Florida. Uh, we sailed out of Florida, but mm-hmm. my um, my wife's aunt uh, had like an 80th birthday celebration. Aww. And a bunch of people came. I mean, it was really nice. They had it at like this wine bar, a uh, really swanky kind of event. Swanky. And then they and then the next day, they had a little get together at one of the family members' houses. Really nice, bunch of food, bunch of drinks. But I, it's like the funny thing was the night before at the wine bar, like I drank so much. And I hung out like there was a because you know how you'll have these events where the kids have their own little section and the adults have where they hang out at and the kids have their own little thing. Yeah. Well, I decide some reason I'm going to kick it with the kids. The adults, this is too slow for me. I need to turn up with the young ones. So now I'm with like a bunch of 10 and 9 year olds and 12 year olds and we sitting at the little small table like what? And like. I mean, turned it all the way up with these little kids. I'm talking about, I got pictures in my... getting them drunk? Yo, I got pictures <laughs> in my phone. I can't even, like, I won't post because they make the kids look... Like, the oh. kids held up bottles of sparkling cider like it was Moet. <laughs> like, we in the pictures like, yo! Like, taking pictures. And then finally, some of the parents came over like, yo, like, you, I don't want, like, I don't want you holding bottles like that. Like, <laughs> He looked like Diddy with the Ciroc. Like, oh, my goodness gracious. And we talking about Grand Theft Auto and how they like smacking around the hookers and cops on the kids video these days. game. It was, these we had kids to smack around real hookers in my day. Didn't have the video game. Didn't have that fake stuff, right? Mm-mm. Well, the next, but here was the thing that scared me. The next day, one of the kids that I was turning up with, because I was legit drunk. They were pretending to be. Oh, gosh. So the next day, one of the kids walks up and goes, um, uh, where's the $20 you owe me? Oh, goodness. And I said, $20. And I said, and then a couple things went through my mind. Like, what do I really owe this kid $20? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then in my mind, I got real scared because I'm like, if I do owe him $20, <laughs> why? why do I owe him $20? <laughs> what were we betting on? Like, was it a bet? Was it a dare? Oh, like, I don't know what, why? <laughs> so my thing was, it's probably the smartest move to just pay him the 20 
and not moving. ask. Nah, just here. Bam. All right. So we, that's all good. it takes for Will Jacobs, people. You just walk up and you yeah. be like, "What? Where's that twenty dollars?" Because if I, because here was the thought that with the mic. What if I'm like, "Nah, man, I ain't got, I ain't giving you no twenty dollars." And he goes, "Well, I'm telling my mom then. Hold <laughs> on. What? Tell her what? What? <laughs> what did? I, what did so, I do? Oh my goodness. So you have a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. you always seem to be hanging out with kids. It's right? a you, weird you thing. Get like drunk and you party with children. I drink. That's exactly my move. I drink. <laughs> And, and I party with kids. It's because I feel like people drink to get back to where they were as a kid. You know, when everything was fun and weird. Yeah. You, know, you didn't really I, understand what was going on. Yeah, man. Because adults are too stiff sometimes. Yeah. And I, and I hang with the kids and we have like, we have a ball. Like that was... This is, I'm showing Spencer a picture of me with these kids. Oh my so, goodness! <laughs> so you see him with the bottle. Of yeah, he, I might have to post this on the on the website, Brian. This is this is me with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> like I was gone, gone. Wait, let me see it one more time. Yeah, your face. <laughs> Oh, and th- this this kid looks mischievous. Doing too much, and then there's Diddy right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those that, so I'll I'll take a second. Let's and then describe. there's like this proper picture in the back of some little girl playing the violin. Yeah, <laughs> that makes yeah, me so happy. yeah. I like that we're describing the picture. Like there's me with a giant armpit stain. Yes, in my he is shirt, sweating profusely. Th- that I care nothing, but the there's picture. one kid that has hair like Odell Beckham, where it's kind of a box with a tan top <laughs> on it. Uh, one kid is holding the sparkling cider like he's Diddy. Or in the club, like, yo, we got bottles. <laughs> and then the thing is, when they would run out of sparkling cider, the kid, one kid would be like, yo, I'm going to get some more. I could get some from my mom's table. Let's go. Like, <laughs> he made it sound. Just... <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. Get so, we, so then a couple of the uh, adults came over and kind of hung with us too. But even they were like, okay, this is going a little too far. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> but I never left. I just turned up the whole time. Goodness gracious. So yeah, so that was my pre-trip and that was during my trip. But I'm back. Uh, Woo! I'm a little bit darker. Uh, I was a little bit fatter. But I dropped that Back weight. down. Yeah, and I, I tried to get my wife pregnant, but I don't think I did. Uh, because you were too full. Yeah, I was too full. I could, and most nights, I ate so much, I just went to sleep. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about yeah. all the food. I'm like, I wonder how romantic that became yes. <laughs> at that time. And, and it was so funny because we went on the ship. They had this these uh, this uh, like a newlywed game, but for couples that had been married for a while. Aww. And they had these older couples on the stage, and the, the uh, host was asking them different questions. And one thing he asked them was, and then every question he asked, every woman in the audience would look at her husband like, oh, uh, you know, what's your answer? <laughs> Yeah, you, you know what know. I mean? So the one question he asked was, he said, okay, uh, last night, he said, how would you describe your husband? Fourth of July fireworks, uh, Thanksgiving because he was a cold turkey, or <laughs> Memorial Day because he Aww. was dead in the bed. And my wife cut her eyes over at me. And I was like, oh, Aww. shit. And I was like, what, what answer would you give? And she was like, Mm, probably the cold turkey. I said, "What?" Well, in my mind, that was better than the the, Memorial Day. I thought she was going to say Memorial, Memorial Day because we hadn't had no sex to that point. So I was like, she's going to say Memorial. She was like, now nah, cold turkey. And I was like, oh, cold turkey. And she was like, why? I was like, and she's like, because we've been doing it more lately. We just didn't do it last night. So I was like, well, that's right. good. So she she gave you some like a little saving grace. Yeah, she, but then she. You're not then, always lame. But then she hit me with this. They, they asked uh, one question on stage. They asked, what's the most annoying trait about your husband? Oh, God. And uh, the woman said, uh I think she said no no somebody sitting behind us said uh, farting and pointed at her husband 
And then my wife goes, ha, these two must be related then. I said, hold on, how you going to put out what I do? You know what I mean? Like, my gas issue is my issue. I that's like not the idea the that whole. anyone who passes gas is related also. Yeah, like that's that, anybody. Oh, we got to. We're all counting on you. Oh, that, was the, that was the owner of the comedy zone. Came here just to put some pressure on Just him. to put some pressure on <laughs> Make us feel all nervous. We're all counting on you is what he said to us. Right in the middle of me talking about farting on the cruise yeah. ship. Which is good. Which is good podcast. Yeah, this might be my last week. When that, <laughs> I, that that tells me this might be my last week on the podcast. But no, it was a great time. Uh, we had a ball. But well, we glad got to some, have you back. Yes, thank you, Spencer. I appreciate it. Glad, glad, good to be here. Yeah. Uh, with everybody. And next up, we got an interview coming up with the wonderful, hilarious, wonderfully hilarious Miss Dominique. Dominique. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Brian. Uh, just a reminder that Dominique is our guest on the podcast. She's coming up in the next segment in just about 30 seconds. She's appearing at the Comedy Zone tonight, July 10th, and Saturday, July 11th, two shows each night. This Sunday night, one show only, Tonex and Friends. Tuesday night, the Fight Night series continues. Local comics need your vote to advance in this tournament-style stand-up competition. Wednesday, Comedy Zone favorite Kurt Green will be here, one show only. Next weekend, Thursday through Saturday, July 16th through the 18th, from Paul Blart Mallcop and King of Queens, it's Kevin James' brother, Gary Valentine. It's <laughs> funny every time. Sunday, July 19th, funny on the fly. Comics get their topics just minutes before they go on stage. It's comedy at its freshest and right on the edge. Other shows coming up this year, Michael Ian Black, David Allen Greer, Brett Morin, Chris D'Elia, Jim Norton. Check dates and get tickets at cltcomedyzone.com. You can follow the Comedy Zone at Comedy Zone CLT on Twitter and find the Comedy Zone Charlotte on Facebook. I was in here in Charlotte last night. I'm gonna be here tonight and tomorrow night. They were good last night here in Charlotte. Good. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Now you've been here before too. Have you been to this? I haven't been to this club. The club I came to. I've been in this business a long time. It yeah. was the old club, so mm. I haven't been to a comedy club. I've been to Charlotte, but I came at CIAA time, and I did. Uh, I think it was the Bojangles Coliseum or oh, yeah, something yeah. like that around the tournament time. Mm. But I haven't been in the club in Charlotte. It's been many years, and I think I did that club when I was doing a comedy run they had years ago that Nate Smith had called the Creative Tour. So I did that because that was one of the stops on the Creative Tour, so I haven't been in the club in Charlotte in a long time. Oh, wow. Well, it's it's sure good to have you here. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited, and and the women, I mean, everybody loves you, but women. I mean, oh, that's yeah, they, yeah. They, they, I mean, they well, get up in there because you you give it a little bit to the men. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you yeah. Because I think sometimes you point out some of the hypocrisies. Yeah, it's a lot men. of hypocrisy. And, yeah. and you're absolutely right, and I'm glad you see it that way. It's a big hypocrisy thing with weight. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They can walk around big as a house, and it's sexy. We get fat, and it's horrible. Come on. That, that, that. <laughs> fat is fat. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Fat is fat. <laughs> right. You know, and I'm glad you said that word. Hypocrisy, that's what it but is. But you know what? You I didn't even, and a lot of people don't even think about it until you talk about it. Yeah, they don't, because don't nobody talk about men, like I say. Yeah, they don't get on, they don't, we, we, we they got don't it kind of good yeah, with that. Yeah, y'all got it good. Walk around here big as a house, can't hardly go up a flight of stairs without puffing out and tie your damn shoes. And he's sitting up there, but we fat. No. No. No, we're Right, fat. we're fat. Yeah, we're even fat. the men had to laugh. Like yeah, you got this men, bullshit. Yeah, like, they, they, like, yeah you right, you right, you right, you right. <laughs> now you, now you originally, because when I first, when I first uh, heard you, I was like, she either from D.C. or Baltimore. I'm from D.C. You from D.C. Because yep, you can hear DC. it in yeah. the accent. Yep, I'm from D.C. So you can, you originally from D.C. Because I went to Howard. Okay, no I, doubt. Yeah, okay. I, so I was in D.C. I went to Howard undergrad and law school. Oh, you went in D.C. for a while. I was in D.C. for like 10 years. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so I definitely had my little runs through D.C. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I like D.C. Um, that's you. a second home to me. Okay. So you, you started there, though, and you were working... A, a postal worker. Yeah, right? I'm born and raised in Washington D.C. Uh, mm-hmm. South Side. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I was working at the post office, and I also worked at an OBGYN. Oh wow! So um, I did both of those jobs, and then they kind of, you know, I was doing a little comedy on the side too. Oh. When I was not when I was working at the post office, that comedy came a little later, mm-hmm. a few years later, when I was working at the OBGYN. And I was doing that job, and I had started doing a little stand-up. And I caught on quick, too. Okay, mm. either you're going to give this thing 100% or you're going to always be uh, straddling the fence a little wow. bit. Right. You know, so I kind of had to make a decision, which is an easy decision to make when you live at home with your mom <laughs> and you ain't number about 24 years old. It ain't you know? that hard. <laughs> no, it ain't that hard. It ain't that hard to walk away from a job. You, you can't walk away from it now. You're like, oh, hell, no, nah, I'm going to do this as a hobby. <laughs> and so then I, I did that job, and after I left that job, I um I started doing comedy full-time. Just went right in. Just went right in. I had been doing stand, you know, I had been doing it on the weekend, but I had to be to work early. Mm. And I couldn't hang out and I couldn't really commit. When you work at a doctor's office, sometimes and we worked at an OBGYN, sometimes we might run late. Mm-hmm. We, which OBGYN def, just means obstetrics and gynecology, which means we had pregnant patients. So oh, if wow. our doctor got held up at the hospital and we had patients waiting in the office, I might be at work oh, wow. till 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. Oh, that's and then hard, going to the comedy club and have to be back at work at 7 o'clock, it was difficult for me. Right. I wasn't very disciplined. You know, I'm young, so I wasn't real disciplined. <laughs> I'm missing work and all this. And then the thing changed at the doctor's office. We had a little tragedy at the doctor's office, and I think that kind of changed my course anyway. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm over this. Wow. So yeah. so were you were you then one of them kids that was always funny, always cutting up? Was the that, whole time. Yeah, so you knew early on you had to, you was I funny. I did. I knew I was funny. Now, I didn't know if I could make uh, strangers laugh. Mm. I didn't know if I could do that. Like, I know I can make my friends laugh. You know, you talking to your friends, you can say some inside joke stuff. And they get it. And they get it. You could say one word. You could be like, boom, boom, and the whole yep. table, the whole yes. table will fall out laughing. <laughs> Nobody else might not know what boom, boom mean, <laughs> but you know. So I knew that I had the ability to make them laugh, but it wasn't until I went to uh, the Greenbelt Comedy Connection, and that kind of linked up. And my mother was very supportive and saying, oh, you should do entertainment. You're funny. That's important. Yeah, yeah, my mother was very, very supportive. She gave me a hard way to go when I told her I was quitting my job. Because, uh, you know, she comes from that. You work hard. You have a family. You do it this way. You do it that way. And, you know, when you 
in your twenties, your parents don't know if they did a good job yet. They hoping they like, oh, oh, we might mess this one up. This much she a comedian. Ooh, you gonna make a living off comedy? Ooh, this right. not a good one. Yeah. But you know, she was a little rough on me then. But I, you know, it was just out of love. Mm-hmm. But it was good for me because I felt like I had to prove to her. Oh, you know what I mean? It was okay. good for me when she was like. How you gonna make it? How you gonna pay the bills you have? Cause you know, <laughs> I don't know. With parents now, you can just live at their house. When I was coming up, if you was at home, you was gonna buy something, some groceries. <laughs> Give me a couple of dollars of that paycheck. You ain't about to be living up here, cause you supposed to be on your own. <laughs> you know. So, and she says, "How you gonna make your money?" I said, I, I, "I'm gonna tell jokes. Well, how much do they make?" Right. I said, "Ma, I don't know." They start out fifty dollars, <laughs> and then they keep going up. And she just looked at me. She gave me that look. You know that mama's look. Mm-hmm. She said, "Okay, then, comedian." <laughs> but that was good for me because it made me feel like knowing my mother. I was like, I got to prove to her mm. that this ain't no that this not a phase for me. Right. That I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna have some uh, stick to itiveness with this, yeah. and we gonna keep it moving. So, um, I started doing that and. I went to uh, New York from D.C. Wow, you went, just went straight to New About York? About two, York, two years later. Okay. Two years later, I, I, I had been doing comedy like two years, maybe two and a half years, and I met Mike Epps then. Oh, wow. Yes, I met Mike Epps in this comedy room I used to host with Joe Clay and Red Grant. It's oh, called Tacoma yeah. Station, and we hosted that room. And I met Mike Epps. And when now, I, when, around when was this? You remember what year that was? Around had to be in the mid-90s. Mid-90s, okay. Yeah, it had to okay. be like mid-90s, mid yeah, let's say about 96, 95, wow. 94, around that era. Wow. And um, I was met Mike, and we had got this good report going. And then sometime I would go to New York, and Mike was already living in New York, and we would link up. And he told me one day, he said, you know what I think you, he said, you got to leave your hometown. Mm. I said, okay. I said, why? He said, you got to give yourself a fighting chance. He said, we don't know what's going to happen in the business. We don't know where we headed. He said, but we got to get out of our hometown just to give ourselves a fighting chance. And it turned out to be one of the best moves I ever made. Really? You know, I'm I'm from D.C., uh, born and raised. But when it comes to stand-up, I would definitely have to say I was birthed out of New York birthed City. Out of New York. No doubt about so it. When, so when he said give yourself a fighting chance, did he mean put yourself up against people that, you know, in front of crowds that don't know you? Or did he mean... Going up against comics, you ain't as familiar I, with. I, d- I just think he meant like a, almost like a lottery. Okay. If you don't buy the ticket, you gonna have a chance to win. You gotta buy the ticket to put yourself in the pool. Gotcha. So yes, different exposures. Maybe not so much uh, comics, but mm-hmm. as opposed to different audiences. And okay. like you know, in New York, it's every ethnic group in the world in New York. Yeah. You could go from doing a white room to a mainstream room with everybody going straight out to uh, uh, Brooklyn and doing a completely Jamaican and West Indian spot. Right. I got. So you. as far as a stand up. You cross it's diverse it's, crowds. It's diverse, and you can work so very much. Mm. You can go up every night. You can go to three and four different rooms a night. And that was at this time. I don't know now. Yeah. But that was at this time. You could go to three, two and three different rooms a night. So it was really good for me. Now, it helped me grow. Mm-hmm. It helped me grow, and it made me very well-rounded, and it gave me a, a strength So now, then, at, as because you have a lot of comedians that they only stick to one kind of room. Yeah. You know, whether some white comics, they won't do, you know, yeah. uh, black rooms they won't, or black comics won't do some white rooms and stuff like that. But you said you got that experience where you can go to any room and have yes, a good time. Yes, and, 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 and I really got exposed to the white room through Tracy Morgan. 
Mm. Tracy Morgan brought me into that world because he did Caroline's every year and he had these big shows at Caroline's. And of course, you know, Tracy is a mainstream uh, yeah. artist and um, he would always have me open for him in those rooms. Wow. He would have me open for them and I, and I would always be backstage and I'd be like, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> and he said, tell them what you tell everybody else. Mm. He said, it ain't that hard to get. He said, right. if they don't like you, it don't got nothing to do with their color. Some people just don't, <laughs> just like, don't like you. <laughs> he said, it don't have nothing to do with the race. He said, they just not going to get you. He said, that's just how it's going to be in this business. And I went out there and I was who, who I, just myself, and it worked out. Wow. So it was really great. How did, y- how did y'all meet? How did you meet Tracy? I what? met Tracy. I came up to uh, New York and I had some mutual friends that knew Tracy. Joe knew Tracy and I had met Tracy on some gigs on the road with Dr- Joe. Mm-hmm. And when I came to New York and I had only been doing stand up a little while. And this is when he was wearing the propeller hat. I remember that. Yes. I came up to New York <laughs> and I just rode up there on the whim, you know, cause I'm into this comedy thing now and, I, and I've quit my job at this point. Yeah. And I came up there and I went to this comedy room. He was at the comedy room. He was on stage. He had a propeller hat. He was like, you want to go up? I was like, mm-mm. I was too scared. You know, I'm from D.C. I was like, nah, I ain't ready for this. Now, I'm doing good at home. But this right here, I'm not ready for this. No, you pushing me too fast. I got to take baby steps. You scared? What you scared for, yo? What you scared, yo? You can't be scared. Go up there, ma. You scared for what? I said, I'm not ready. You pushing me too fast. And we talked and. He just told me, whenever you come up here, I got you, ma. I got you. And 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 he was true to his word, and we just kept in touch, and we hung out. And he put me in this independent movie. He told me, I'm doing this movie called 30 Years to Life. Yo, ma, I'm going to pick you up, and you're going to be in the movie. I was like, all right. I was like, Tracy lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and sure enough, I was leaving this comedy club, and he had this driver back then called Big Jim. I walk out the comedy club, Big Jim out there. I said, what's up, Big Jim? I said, where Trey? He's like, I'm coming to get you. He on the set. He said, bring you down there. And I was in the movie. Wow. He had Big Jim pick me up and bring me down. Because a lot of times folks say that stuff. They be lying. Yeah, Yeah, right. But he really, he he stuck to that. He stuck to his word. Wow. He stuck to his word. And I recently uh, talked to him. I was going to ask you, uh, Mm -hmm. how's he doing? He's hanging in there. Keep him in prayer. He's hanging in there. Um, He working hard. To get back, so he ain't in there. Good. So he 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 he'll pull through. He got a lot of work to do. He got a ways to go, but yeah, I, I've always yeah he'll uh, pull through. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. I mean, just yeah. from because I remember back from because Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, because you you did. Uh, I did Def Comedy yeah, Jam. Yeah, you were Def Comedy yes. Jam, and that because that's where I became familiar with a whole lot of them cats. Was, okay, was okay. Def Comedy Jam, and I remember being young, and this was the nineties, right? I mean, yeah. this was this was the, that was the coolest thing. Like that was the thing was Def Comedy. That was Jam. all it was. Yeah, that's that's all it was. TV was different. Yeah. And you know, you that's when you had to pay for HBO. Everybody would flock to the TV on Friday night at midnight. Mm-hmm. And they came out there John blazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 so that was that was it. Yeah. When you got that phone call, and I mean, those Def Jam days, the competition was stiff. I mean, I did so many auditions to get on that show. Really? I did so many auditions. I started in D.C. After I started in D.C., I went to Baltimore. Monique had a club in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and she had auditions at her club. I went to her club in Baltimore. But before I went to her club in Baltimore, I had done a run in New York. 
The, the guy that was managing me, he was supposed to be a manager. I didn't need no manager at that time. I wasn't that deep in it. <laughs> he sent me on this run in New York where you did all these rooms. I just basically kept up with Bob Sumner and Tina Graham. Those were the talent coordinators. Wherever I figured they were going to be, I tried to get there. Okay. You know, and I did this run. They had this club called the Peppermint Lounge. Nobody, everybody bombed in that room. It was a big deal to bomb, to, to rip that room. And they had auditions in this room. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, right? And everybody was there, right? Even Mike. Mike else was there. And I went up there and killed the room, right? And this woman, when I came off stage, Mike said, I'm about to roll out. He said, but they seen that. I said, yeah, they seen that. <laughs> came back. They had auditions in Baltimore. I went to Baltimore. And the girl, Tina Graham, that worked with Bob something, she said, you ain't got audition. You on. Wow. They going to call. She whispered it to me. She's like, you ain't heard it from me. But they gonna call. You made it. I was like, all right. I was sitting there just chilling. And they gonna say, you wanna go off? Hell no. I mean, the ruined mind me that took me off the list. This be the night I go off and stink the whole joint up. I said, no, nah, I ain't gonna get scratched off the list. I'm not going up. I'm gonna sit and revel in this for a minute. Because this is a major accomplishment. And it was a great thing. Because I was able to call my mother at work when they called. I said, Mom, I got on Def Giant. Mm. She said, a TV show. I said, yeah. She said, oh, go ahead, girl. <laughs> so that was, that, that, that was a good thing. Yeah, I, so. I was going to ask you, was that the moment that your mom kind of bought in a little bit? She bought, like, she okay, was, this she is was, for she, real. She was sold. Mm-hmm. Mm. She knew it was for real. Now. And she knew, even though she wasn't at the clubs and those kind of things, she could tell that I had been working on it. And I was a very young comic then. Because even on the show, I think on my show it was – uh, Shucky Ducky, Rudy Rush, and mm-hmm. Rudy Rush. I came up with him. I don't know if you know him. I he used to host. Yeah, he hosted a uh, Showtime at the Apollo mm-hmm. for a while. I came up with Rudy, and we would always laugh because we always had these different milestones together. Like right. Def Jam, me and Rudy on the same show was another TV show. <laughs> like Rudy, he's like we climbing together. We climbing together. He was on the show, and another dude from Philly named Ronnie Washington. I don't know if Ronnie, Ronnie is still. I think Ronnie's last name was Washington. Okay. He was on the show. Show and, and and they called us behind the scenes. They was like, "This our baby show. Wow. These all out because we were very young comics. We might have been like two, three years in, and that's very young. So that was a great, that was a huge accomplishment for us. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so what was so when you went on Def Jam was Martin the host at that time or who was? Do you remember who was hosting it? They had those. They had different celebrity hosts. Oh. Chris Rock hosted the one I was oh, on. Oh, okay. wow! Yeah, that was the first time, and then I did it again in L.A. And I think Mike was hosting the one I did in L.A. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I remember they had a they when had they a re- and they brought it back. Remember, mm-hmm. but the original time Chris Rock was host- hosting mine. And you know what? I always credited, um, always credited Russell Simmons. No with doubt that, about because it. Because that gave. Because when I when I was young, you didn't really see. A whole lot of black comics, particularly Mm-mm. black young comics no. and urban comics and different. That was a real outlet. Oh, it, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I the thing I think I, I I like about the most that he did was the integrity that he had with it. You had to be of a certain caliber of kind of comic. You know, he had to see that at least you had potential. He just didn't put anybody on. Mm. And I think on some of these shows, that's where it kind of went wrong when anybody got put on. 
Yeah. You know, I think that's what we kind of turned veered left a little bit yeah. when people just got put on shows just for content purposes. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. He had stiff auditions and they had to definitely feel like some way, somehow you had the goods. And um, I'm very grateful for that. And I appreciate him for that. So then and then at that point, you never looked back. No, I never. I, I just kept going at that point. I moved to New York and um, got in that good training ground. You know, wow. it build you, you know, make you fearless when you up there. It makes you fearless because. You know, they they raw. They was raw and ratchet back before we were saying <laughs> ratchet, you know. They'll tell you in a minute, yo, son, get off the stage, yo. You're not funny, yo. No, yo, get up. We popping bottles up in here. They be like, Raheem, Raheem. We popping bottles. He had him put bottles. I want to laugh, yo. He going to have to get off. I'm going to help him get off, son. You know, they like that. So when you go up there, you got to get with it. You right. know what I mean? You got to get with it. Like people always talk about now how I have this constant pace and I continue to keep going and I see, going. Yeah, you this, can see that when you see your, you perform. It's yeah, just real, bam, bam, yeah, you're hitting people. but that came from New York. Mm. That's the rhythm in which you had to tell comedy to keep their attention. You had to keep going. Any little lack, they just get to talk. They just go haywire right. on you. Especially if they don't know you, right? Because then they're they not going to give you the same kind no, of time. No, they're not. Well, they, 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 sometimes if you do it, they'll get you if they know you. Tear you out the frame real fast. You be sitting there saying, it wasn't that heavy. <laughs> Tear you all up out the frame all kinds of ways. So. Wow. That's been good. So I, 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 I've been moving along. So, so have you, have you, uh, oh, and um, I just wanted to, so lately uh, you've done some different shows and all kinds of stuff. Black Jesus. Black Jesus. This, <laughs> how Black did you Jesus. get linked up with that? That show I is just, crazy. It's a, it was a casting agent in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I knew her. You know, I've been knowing her for a while. And she would call me when she had different things. And then just one day she called and she was just like, I'm working on this project. I said, well, what is it, Amber? And she said, uh, it's called Black Jesus Adult Swim. Uh Mike Clattenburg and uh, Aaron McGruder. So, of course, mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with with Mike Clattenburg. He's a great director. I know him now. Mm-hmm. Great director. And But when I heard Aaron McGruder. Yeah, he went to Howard. Yeah, I, yeah when he I heard Aaron's Howard. name, I'm like, oh. Boondocks. I see you talking about Boondocks, yeah. She was like, yes. Wow. They have a new show, and we talked about it. I said, okay, yeah, I like that. I said, I'll give it a shot. She said, okay. She said, and I just felt like, she said, we've seen some people. She said, but I just felt like you and Corey Holcomb would have this 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 comedic energy and you will be able to meet him comedically in yeah. this uh role. And I went in there and I auditioned, uh everybody was in there, you know, Aaron Clattenberg, Robert Wise and other people from the um production. Mm-hmm. Because they were at the last I mean the show was going into production the next week. Wow. So this was at the last it was like a week left and they hadn't got Shalinka yet. Mm-hmm. So I went in there and they all there and I read with Black Jesus. He was in there, right? I didn't even know at this time he was really that black. Was, yeah. I did not know. I was like, okay, who's the big dude? You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I'm reading with the big dude. And we went in there, and uh, I had a great audition. Wow. I had a great audition. And when we left, they were like, okay. And, you know, they were just looking. But you never know what auditions. You don't know what they're looking for. You just go in there and try to give it your best. If you come up with it, you come up with it. If you don't, you keep pushing. You know, it's just one <laughs> And they call later. It's like, you got it. She called later. She said, they like. She said, I knew it. She said, you got it. And then she said, uh, we be sending all the paperwork and everything over, you know, so we can get started because you start on Monday, the following week. And, you know, and that's, and that's, your career has been amazing that way, where just clubs all across the country, TV shows, movie stuff, everything. What advice would you give? 
to young comics coming up now? Because it's almost a different world with the internet, your social media. You got to be out there with that. It's a little bit different than it was. It, it is very different. Um, and I sometimes I feel sad for the younger comics because mm. I, I came up in the era when we had to be in the club. So we honed our skills differently. We were in the club. You know, they have the internet, so they do a lot of watching. Mm. And they think that you learn from watching people. That's wrong in stand-up. And they don't realize that stand-up is who you are. And it's about your point of view. And it's about you building you. It's not about what the next person does. Because believe it or not, people can see it. I look at some comics and I can call out who you being. Mm. I'm sitting back there in my head and I can say, that's such and such. That's such and such. That's such. I'm turned off immediately. Mm. I'm right away. I shut down because to me, you ain't putting in the work. Right. You can see it. I see it. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that I liked about you and stood out about you. You were yourself. From the part I saw you, you were yourself. You had that. you had your stories. And you were being yourself. And that's the biggest thing I can say to them. Be yourself. Because they can't steal your life. They can't <laughs> steal your life. And they can't steal your point of view. Go up there. Be who you are. And all that funniness. It's going to take you time to learn who you are on stage. You're not going to learn that overnight. It doesn't happen like that. It takes years. I mean, many years for you to start getting in the rhythm where you're coming into your own of who you are. And and I I feel like I'm one of these kind of people. I just don't think we stop learning until we pass on. Yeah. So I feel like even with me, with myself, I'm still learning, eager to learn. I'm still growing. You know, I had a chance to sit down and talk to Bernie Mac one time. I was sitting there like a, a kid with a pacifier, soaking up. soaking up all that knowledge, listening to what he had to tell me, you know, because I know he know. He walked these dogs I'm walking, you yeah. know. So be yourself. Work hard. Stay uh, optimistic. If you don't stay optimistic, this business has peaks and valleys. It'll drown you out, and it'll still all the life you have in you and all the things, stay optimistic and practice your patience. Mm. We not in a race. We in a marathon. Mm. And if you can do those things and be yourself, if you're funny, you're going to be fine. If you're not able to do those things, you know, maybe you got to go ahead and get you a nine to five. You <laughs> go know, check on the post office. Go it check on that, post, that OBGY. <laughs> it might not be for you, but that's the best thing that you can do in a lot of comics. They don't do that anymore. They're looking for a quick fix. This not it. Mm-hmm. You don't have a quick fix. And it's really hard with social media because social media gives you a really false sense of what's going on. Mm. And it can give you a very false sense of reality because mm. your mind playing tricks on you because you thinking one thing happening and that ain't really happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just 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 look at it that way and be who you are, whoever you are. It's going to take you some time to figure it out. But if you're a comic and you think you're funny, be you. Do you. Do your story. Do your life. You can't be Kevin Hart. You can't be Mike Epps. Right. You ain't them. Do your life. I, you know what I mean? Comics I hear and Kevin's rhythm. Oh, You yeah. know how many I hear and they sitting up there. And I'm saying, you can't hear yourself doing this. You in his rhythm. You know what I mean? Comics I hear that are, are in Mike's rhythm. Wow. And I'm like, you can't hear this. You don't hear the timing. You don't hear that your delivery like Kevin's right. delivery. That ain't right. That's Kevin. Mm. That's Mike. And so forth and so on, you know. That's Charlie Murphy. That's Tracy Morgan. I'm Dominic. You know, everybody, you do you. Right. Do you. You know, you. your best teacher is the stage and the microphone. People go to comedy classes and stuff. Come on, man. 
at the end of the day, it's going to come down to that time on stage. The stage and the microphone. If you can get that down and you can keep working and you can be you and incorporate your life stories and things like the stories you tell about your wife and stuff, those mm-hmm. great stories. Oh, wow. You know, those, 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 those are great stories. Can't nobody, like you said, can't nobody steal your life. So if you can do that and be you, you be all right. Be good. If you can't, get on up to that post, though. <laughs> <laughs> they still hire. Like Biggie said, yeah. UPS is hiring. They still, they going to keep hiring. They not going to with FedEx. You can work the airport. You know, it goes on and on and on. Well, Dominique, I could talk to you all day, but that's all, all fortunately, all the time we got. But thank you so much. I man. appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me just one more time. This week's guest, Dominique, can be found on Twitter at Dominique Comedy. That's D O M I N I Q U E. Uh, and comedy with an I, C-O-M-E-D-I, Dominique Comedy for Dominique on Twitter. You, you can keep up with her upcoming shows at her website, Dominique Comedy, same spelling of comedy, C-O-M-E-D-I, DominiqueComedy.com. You can catch her, of course, on the Tom Joyner radio show for those details, TJMS.com. Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor will both be performing at Funny on the Fly in the Comedy Zone on July 19th, and Will MC's Tuesday night's Fight Night competition will also host the open mic at the Fort, Fort Mill, South Carolina Comedy Zone on Thursday nights. You can follow Will on Twitter at I am Will Jacobs, Spencer Taylor at Spencer Taylor, S P E N C A T A Y L A, Spencer Taylor. Welcome back, Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, Want to take a special moment to thank Dominique for coming and hanging with us. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, she's Such she's a nice hilarious. lady. Oh, nice and hilarious. Yes, like legit hilarious. I I performed with her uh, in Greenville a couple days ago, and uh, I'm bringing my wife back out to see her this weekend. Yeah, and she'll be here all weekend, right? Yeah, she'll be here all weekend. So y'all in for a treat. Uh, but once again, shouts out to Dominique for coming in and hanging with us for a little bit. Uh, now, third third segment. Third segment. Spencer, Spencer, I called you Spencer. I shouldn't have done Spencil. that. <laughs> Spencer uh, and a pencil. <laughs> What's, you, you have a tote bag with you. Yes. This is my understanding. Uh, and I, we don't know what's in it. Now, is this from uh, the, your time on assignment or what's in the tote bag? I, I always, I, I never know what accumulates in my purse. Like, I don't know if you guys recall. I had bacon in my purse a few weeks ago and i'm a vegetarian uh One but sometimes things happen yeah sometimes things just happen and then today i looked in there and i've got like you know mayonnaise and i don't even like mayonnaise like i don't really use mayonnaise it's not just like fr- i don't just have like a pile of mayonnaise it's like packets of mayonnaise you know i've got mayonnaise and uh a granola bar and like two pairs of underwear so <sighs> if you need any of that stuff oh hmm. Uh, that's, I don't know how don't those know. fit together. I, I don't, don't know. I don't understand how things happen. They just happen. Cause like some, some people have like an overnight kit where it's like, if I'm out <laughs> and I'm having a great time and I'm somewhere overnight, I got this, but yours has mayonnaise. <laughs> you never know what'll happen. I, 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 I don't, I don't know a situation. Someone's like, the tuna's too dry. I'm there. Well, yeah, yeah. You got it right there. You never know when the tuna's going to be too dry. Yeah. What will we do? We like, save the day. That's no my lube. superpower. <laughs> or he's like, I ain't got no lube. <laughs> Ew. 
Oh, <laughs> I got helmets. It's all thick and disgusting. That makes me sad. But it looks like the you know <laughs> it, 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 visually it's normal. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I, you should all that. That's fair. that's fair. Uh, so okay, so we got more random. <laughs> you carrying around random things? Yeah, things just happen. I don't know. Speaking of carrying around random things. Yeah, uh, nice segue. Yeah, this is <laughs> this. I want to I want to dovetail back into my trip. He's Jamaica. like, how can I, how can I bring this back about me? Well, yeah, because you know, you know, really, <laughs> that's what I'm. Me again. Yeah, well, anybody that knows me knows that that's <laughs> really what swirls around in my head is how can I get whatever you're saying back to something about me? <laughs> no, no, no. But this is this was this was interesting. I I was we did this thing in Jamaica called Duns River Falls. Duns River Falls, right? Where there's like this big waterfall and people climb it. That's the big thing, and you could tell the resident Jamaicans from tourists because. The resident Jamaicans uh, do it barefoot. Oh, okay. They walk around barefoot. They are on the falls barefoot. They climb the rocks barefoot. I'm talking about the women, too. Like, okay. it's Everyone's the most barefoot. amazing shit. Yeah, like, they, they, and probably that's how we're supposed to be yeah. as, you know, as human beings. Like, we're probably constructed to do that, but we just started wearing shoes and stuff. We got, we got those shoes that are shaped like feet. Yeah, they have, like, they're supposed to shoe be better feet. for you, yeah. Yeah, they got, they got shoe feet, uh, okay. apparently. Uh, so awesome. yeah, so but they can climb that way, but we had our little water shoes on, and yeah. you know the dudes looking all soft with their little shoes. <laughs> but so we 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 climb up the falls, and after we got done, they were looking to sell us a DVD of the climb. Okay. Well, there was a group of like twenty five people, and we all went together. And my wife was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's get a DVD. You know, let's get one of the DVDs to really, really have a video of our." our thing climbing yeah and i thought about it i'm like but i saw the dude with the camera like he ain't pointed at us but like twice yeah it's just i was a like bunch i do random people yeah i'm like i don't really think it's worth 20 like i took some pictures myself like i think we're good and she's like no 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 i want it. i'm telling you it's gonna be a great video man we bought that shit and oh gosh, she <laughs> and we, wins. Yeah, we. So first of all, my wife for some reason thought the video was gonna be like forty minutes. It ended up being about fifteen minutes. Wow. She spent forty dollars. It ended up being about fifteen minutes, and there are literally two shots of us. Goodness gracious! I took more than that on my little disposable camera. I had yeah, more than that. and we spent forty dollars, and I just looked over at her like, ah, you know. It's amazing the things they'll try to sell you. Yeah, it is like they, but they, and then and people buy them. People buy them, and then. After we got off the falls, we walking back up to the little locker room or whatever. And this guy walks up to me and he's like, uh, you know, hey, bro, let me talk to you for a minute. So I'm like, you know, OK, what's going on, man? And he's like, uh, you want to buy some, uh, you know, some ganja? And I'm like, hold on, first of all, because I'm thinking at first I, I'm like, it's just me, my wife and like a bunch of white people. <laughs> that that was who was climbing up the fall. So I'm like, why are you gonna profile me? You know what I mean? Out of, out of these thirty people getting out of this damn water, you walk up to me and my wife yeah. and ask me, do I want to buy some weed? How come you didn't ask none of them? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you gonna walk straight up to me, right? So I'm like that. I'm like, look, bro, like all these people out here, you come straight to me with that. And I'm like, now that that's out of the way, <laughs> how much? How much? Because <laughs> I did want some. Oh my goodness. But I didn't like him profiling me. <laughs> but once I addressed that shit, I said, how much is the, how much is it though? And he said, ah, for you, uh, mm, $50. Goodness. I said, $50? I said, man, I ain't paying no $50 for that little bit of weed you got. And he was like, mm, give me 40 I was like, 40 I was like, nah, that's still too much. <laughs> and he was like, ah, oh, man, all right, uh, 25 And I'm like, 
Nah, yo. Like, that's not, I'm not buying. And he was like, $8, man. Just give me $8. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in my mind, it's like the weed went from being too expensive to, to too, too cheap. cheap. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's too much weed for $8. Like, what? That's che- like, Get out of here with that. Like, that's like a bag of oregano or some shit. That's not, I bet that's not really weed. Like, yeah. I'm not paying that and finding out that that shit is grass clippings or something i'm not no i'm not so the weed went from too expensive to too cheap in two minutes and so you didn't get it no i didn't buy i'm like i'm not buying that it's too cheap i don't trust that <laughs> guy must have been like i can't even i can't win this is what <laughs> i'm sure he walked away i don't know what the fuck this guy was. <laughs> i know he cussed me out when he got to the back like i told the motherfucker fitting <laughs> just take it. Just take the. He, 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 really, if I was him, I'd have threw it in my face. Like, you know, take it. Gives the you eight dollars. Yeah, <laughs> just take Bati it. Batiman, fuck you. So he walked off, and I didn't buy no weed. That's so funny. I went. Uh, I lived in Costa Rica for a while. Look at me bringing yeah, it back to me. There you go. Let's get into <laughs> and it. The 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 best thing that we paid money for was a guy asked if we wanted to do a tour of the volcano, and he didn't have like a guide shirt on or oh anything Lord. so he's like hey, it'll be it'll be fun and we went on this tour and there's a bunch of it's beautiful there's like wildlife there are these birds i've never seen before all these animals i've never seen and apparently he's never seen them either because he's just pointing at things and he's like see this red thing it is a plant and that was it that was the whole thing the, everything yeah. he said he's like that's some type of bird over there and and his english was shoddy at best but that was probably the best tour ever because we got to use our imaginations we made up what they were (laughs) yo that you went on a tour you could have gave yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) we were all excited because he at first he started like you know he was kind of talking about things he's talked about this plant and there's like this drink called cacique that they only Mm -hmm. make in costa rica but that is the only fact he knew for the rest of the time he's just making stuff up yeah (laughs) so y'all didn't ask him no extra details (laughs) he could have he could have lied he could have even lied he could have made up names of plants we wouldn't have known and we wouldn't have cared but he didn't he was just like that is a red plant yeah, and over here is some stuff. See, <laughs> and you got ridiculous. Gotta, you got to watch that because if he's bold enough to do that shit, you don't know what he'll be saying. <laughs> so you could be like, "What kind of bird is that?" It was a bitch a flying one. I don't know. Yeah, like exactly. some ignorant. That's shit. basically what he was saying. <laughs> bitch a flying bird. That's what kind it is. Get the hell out of me. I didn't. Place. We didn't feel like unsafe or anything. Like he was uh, like, it, it was a huge group of people. Mm-hmm. I didn't even feel gypped. It was worth it to see him struggle and be nervous. <laughs> I enjoyed the whole entire thing. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Yeah, tours. I love tours because sometimes they're either they're either really boring, or they're super uninformative. Yeah, exactly. Like yours, or they just go off the rails. Like I, I took a tour of uh, Monaco. Uh, I was over in in um, in, in Europe, and uh, we were in Monaco and touring like Monaco, Saint Tropez, all that stuff south of France. And it was me and a couple of my friends from law school. <clears throat> I don't know why that made me cough. But it was being a couple of friends from law school and the tour guide, first of all, it was strange because the tour guide looked just like Will Ferrell. Oh, man. Yeah. My man looked like a Swedish Will Ferrell. That's exciting. Right. So then we pull up at one of these little spots. He's giving us a little tour or whatever. He's sitting in the front seat. Nobody in the passenger seat. Me and my two friends in the back seat. And uh, he pulls up to this one stop and this guy walks up on him. And I think the guy was from like Morocco or something. And the guy's like, uh, you going to you going to let this uh, motherfucker give you a tour? And <laughs> I don't know whether it was some like ethnic beef 
or whatever it was. But whatever it was, Will Farrell got out the car. Oh gosh! And Will Farrell was like, uh, you know what? You you know da, 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 da. I can't really. I don't have. A, I don't know that accent <laughs> or the words apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so I sound like the Swedish chef. <laughs> That's how he sounded to me. So he got out the car and like all of a sudden he's going back and forth with the dude like real argumentative and my man just punches him in the face. Oh man. Like bow, bop, punches Will Farrell in the face. Will Farrell stumbles back on the car and starts to chase the guy from Morocco. Goodness. They start chasing him and he starts chasing him. No, we just sitting in the car like what the hell happened? <laughs> so he Will Farrell's chasing the dude and the dude pulls a knife out oh, man. and turns around and walks back over Will Farrell's like, whoa. And then he walks back and gets into the car. And then the dude comes to the back seat where I'm sitting with the knife oh, man. still up in his hand. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, am I about to die on a on a tour in Morocco or like a tour in, a, you know, the Mediterranean or where the hell was I at? Oh, we don't Monaco. Know. Damn, Monaco. Monaco. <laughs> so I'm like, am I about to die in Monaco? Like, what? I don't even know how this works. So he held it up and he was like, uh, don't. Don't take any more tours with people like that. And uh, it was like, you got it, bro. Yeah, like, that's sound advice. I, I, matter of fact, I won't take no more tours. I think yeah. this is probably the last tour I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be doing. Uh, spend, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't mess with it. But yeah, so that that tour. And then Will Farrell in the car just goes, and next we have the beat. Yeah. I was like, how are you just, you're not going to address what just, Yo, he didn't address what happened. He was like, and next you have the beach. And like, That's awesome. I was like, this shit must be so common. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, he's like I get punched like in the face. Tuesday at three o'clock he's already. Like, oh yeah, here comes the face punches. All right. <laughs> That's so awesome. By the way, you said a phrase I like. It could be like a cool club. You said ethnic beef. Ethnic beef. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much. <laughs> you guys heading on down to ethnic beef? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, they had that, that beef was well cooked. That dude was, <laughs> it was, that it dude was, was ethnic. Yeah, that was real. <laughs> I mean, he pulled out a knife on my man. Like, I will cut that curly hair off of you. Like, he looked, I don't know. I'm going to try to slip that in as if it's a normal phrase. Yeah. Like, would you would you like this medium or well? I'd like it ethnic, please. Ethnic as beef, ethnic please. as it can go. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. wonder what the waiter would say. <laughs> they, I, I bet they would be like, okay. And then and like nervously back. go to the back and then come back and try to clarify. So just to clarify, yeah. you wanted it well done? No. <laughs> I wanted it ethnic. I'm pretty sure I was clear on that. <laughs> That's what waiters always do. They go to the back and then talk shit. Yeah. As soon as they get to the person. back. Fucking <laughs> I was in South Africa one time and we heard the waiter. He was he got to the back. He was like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, motherfucker, we heard that. <laughs> so we want a different waiter. <laughs> I like that though. He just <laughs> he kept it together until he was in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you just kind of pretend that you went to Africa or places with that accent because it's the one you can do. You were probably <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. I, do, I that's where I stayed the longest. So that's why. <laughs> like, that's why I figured I can do like a good African. Well, there's no good African accent. That is really ignorant. There's many different dialects. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is. Ooh, that's. That's that's woo. That's oh wow. Can we edit that out? Right? Can we get it? Because I'm black. That's really bad. Uh, but no, there I do uh, great uh, South African accents. Okay. And I do uh, a decent Australian. I'm okay with the Australian. Let's hear that. I've seen a lot of Fosters Australians. Go. Let's hear it. Fosters Australian for beer. <laughs> It's not too bad. Is that all you can say? Yeah. <laughs> so when I go over there, that's all I'm gonna say to him. <laughs> <laughs> they probably say, this motherfucker. This motherfucker. Bungalow. Whatever. 
boomerang face. I don't I'm know. sorry, Australian listeners. Yeah. And I do a good... And uh, Ruben. What, you do any good impressions? Absolutely not. No? No. Yo, I love impressions. I, I don't know if you heard my Hispanic earlier. It sounded slightly Chinese. I like. I can't do accents whatsoever. Yeah. I, sometimes I like bust out a slightly Wisconsin. Oh, but uh, but even that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I do a, I do a mean uh, Edith from uh, Archie Bunker. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right, what you want me to say? I'll say anything. Oh, Foster's Australian for okay. beer. <laughs> hey Archie, you want to have some Austin's for Australian for beer? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just love it. Why is that something you practice? Hey, Archie. Maybe I'll talk to Dominique in the same voice. <laughs> she just walks out. Fuck this. <laughs> Come back. Where you going? I just want to talk to you for a minute. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that was my what show. What else can you do? I do, uh, what else? What other, what other ones do I do? I used to do Bill Cosby, but. I've oh, ceased yeah. and desisted. Yo, I've I had great Bill Cosby stuff, oh. and now and now nothing. No, that was a troubling situation. <laughs> you were more upset than yeah. than anyone else. Ah, like, there goes was, my impressions. No, and there were so <laughs> many there were so many things about it I didn't quite get, like um, the some of the reaction. Oh yeah, some people's reactions were a little puzzling. like people. Some people like. They were like, I just can't believe that America's dad. And it's like, yo, I had, I had a dad. Like, I, I didn't look at Bill Cosby to be my dad. Like, exactly. I was just a dude on TV. That's like, kind of sad. People are like, daddy? Yeah. Right. Like, people he were did like. what? They were like, he's such a father figure. And I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> no. If you didn't have a dad, you need to find somebody closer than Bill Cosby. Or cable. Yeah. Or cable. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have a TV. Like, I didn't I didn't get that. And then the worst part, though, was, and I, and I may have been guilty a little bit of this, because you had. The, you had two factions, of course. You had the people that believed he did it mm-hmm. and the people that were clinging to the idea that he didn't do it. Yeah. I was on team he did it from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no... Once I saw the testimony from these women, first of all, I ain't never seen uh, 20 people from different walks of life and yeah. places and spaces lie about the same damn thing. Yeah, exactly. What is the common motive? <laughs> like, I didn't... Why would they all, they all get just, together? They get on a website and they're like, what are you guys doing today? Yeah, You like, want to make up some rape allegations a couple years right. apart? <laughs> like, what? You hate the Cosby show too? Yeah. Oh, let's... I, I know what we can do. <laughs> like, no, it's like this shit. And that, and that's, and part of that, maybe part of it is the legal training where I'm, I'm yeah. able to take my emotions out of stuff. Yeah, you're uh, That's lawyer. why I'm no good in barbershops because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why are we, <laughs> like, yes, OJ did it. Why are we, why is this a conversation? <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, but with the, with the Bill Cosby thing, it was like, so I was always on the, he, on the he I believe it. he did it. Like mm-hmm. I, I can, I can have a respect for the work he's accomplished and be like, but that guy raped chicks. Like yeah. that's, he did that. There's there, it's so funny that people just, they mistake a character yes. with a person. Yes. They that, get too So up. that happens so much with celebrities and people are always shocked. They're like, oh my gosh, I met this guy and he wasn't very nice. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's not his personality that you're seeing on the screen. Someone <laughs> right. wrote that for him. And that, it's almost like that, that uh, great, uh, Norm McDonald bit that he does about Tiger Woods where he's like, uh, you know, uh, I can't do a good Norm McDonald. But he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, you know, Tiger Woods, turns out he's been screwing a bunch of women. <laughs> and here I was thinking he was a great golfer and he was screwing a bunch of women. <laughs> like, like, like I didn't look to Bill Cosby for anything more than making me laugh on Thursday nights. Yeah. So I didn't know I, I didn't have all that invested in it. Yeah, him. there is not that much of an expectation. Yeah. Like, like how dare you not be who I thought like you were? It's like dude, let dude people do messed up shit. A lot of times it's entertainers. 
happens. Yeah. So that's where I was with it. My wife was team. Ah, I don't. Why did mm. the women? You know, and 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 I don't think she was because now I'm making her sound bad. She didn't come out against the women per se, but yeah, there was this was large just, contingent she's more of people. Skeptical. Yeah, she was just more skeptical, and there were people that were like, "We need to see more." And yeah. I was like, "You don't need to see nothing else. Trust me, this is enough. This happened." Yeah. So anyway, you had those two sides going back and forth. So when I found out that in the depositions they finally unsealed it, and he admitted to buying the Quaaludes to give women yeah. and stuff, and there's still some small legal argument about well, he said he bought them. Does that mean he slipped them to him? Whatever. But he, in my mind, this Lawyering. just further confirms it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, "Babe, this is," and I'm telling people like, "This is it." But normally, when I'm right and my wife's wrong. I'm the I told you so guy. Yeah. I'm like, uh, hey, babe, <laughs> look, came out. What's up? You, you're an I told you so guy. I would I, never have guessed. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Can you do that about rape? <laughs> he did it. He I ruined told, their I lives. Told, I told <laughs> you rape them women. I told you rape them women. And I'm dancing around like one of them dudes that finds out he's not the father on Mars. Like, I told you. Did I tell you? I told you. So I said, I can't be like that. But I still want to reinforce the fact that I was right. You should bake her a cake. And then just put, I told you, a nice subtle thing. It's a nice treat for her. <laughs> just an I told you so and frosted on the top. What, what I did was, was the phoniest shit oh, you'll no. ever see. I text my wife talking about, uh, yeah, I saw that uh, Bill Cosby news uh, came out. <laughs> this is one of those times where I, I just hate that I was right. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> if you and guys then, could see the smile on his face right now, he's all pleased with himself. And then and then she texted me back and she's like, yeah, I can't believe it. That's terrible. And I said, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes you want to be right about things. And then other times <laughs> you brought it back up. Being right don't feel so good. Did she text you back? Yeah. She texted me back and said, uh, clearly by the fact that you keep mentioning that you were right, you derive some pleasure out of this. And I was like, no, no, I'm just saying. It's not one of the things I've enjoyed being right about. <laughs> so ultimately, long term, it became less about that and more about just AI. We could have been talking about whether the, the sun was going to come up at a certain time or not. Yeah, either way, just pleased with yourself. I'm just glad I was right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Gosh. So that, but, but I had a lot more humility than some of these people on Facebook. Some yeah. of them were like, huh, who's laughing now? Yeah. <laughs> In them. your face. Yeah. It's, a, it just, <laughs> it's so horrible. <laughs> and it's horrible that we're laughing about how horrible that is. But people's reactions, just, I was like, slow down. Like, it's some things you celebrate being right about oh no facebook freaked out this week because that that happened and then the jared thing happened from subway oh, at the same time gosh. and people are just like i can't even yo and let me too tell much you going on nothing brings out bad comedy oh gosh like, like a story a, like that jared I, one. and we as comedians we have a lot of comics on our news feed and oh. everyone has their own version which is often a lot very similar yeah. of a joke about uh pill cosby oh you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 500 we should call him pill cosby huh oh, waka waka <laughs> and then a bunch of more people talking about jared yeah kids eat, eat kids fresh, fresh and, yeah kids oh, fresh oh. eating blah 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 all inappropriate he all doesn't horrible want a foot stuff. long he wants a couple of inches it's yeah like, it's yes. just oh. Yeah, I can't even. When I see that, I don't. I can't even read those posts because you know, yeah, exactly. as soon as they post it, you see fifty-two comments. You're yeah, like, and oh, you're like, oh man, trending now, and I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's see. That's why I never. I try not to do current event jokes because they've a lot of them get done very quickly. Like yeah. people get so excited, they're like, oh my gosh, gotta write something about this. And it's not just comedians; <clears throat> it's like Facebook 
amateur like amateur <laughs> hour like it's an open mic Grandma's. for the world yeah exactly. like people are like i'm never gonna get on stage but i'm about to get these jokes off yeah though, exactly right here in this let's see what i can make mad yes that's, <laughs> so that's what people do but i can't i can't get with it so but there's just been so much happening in the past few weeks i do enjoy like the moment i see something i'm like all right let's see which one's the worst let's mm. see what's the worst joke going on right yeah, now so this week we had <clears throat> man like we had cosby we had jared we had the flag coming down yeah there's so much going south on south carolina we had uh was that it do we have more than that i'm sure there's probably stuff that i we went don't to jamaica about. that was probably yeah, that was, yeah everyone was talking them. about that i was in <laughs> i was in jamaica and uh kissed a stingray Oh. Did that? Yeah. Just kind of snuck that in there, huh? Like a, like a, like a, a slider right down there. Yeah. <laughs> like you just sneak things in. You're like, I'm good. I feel like you have a list and you're like, this is going in the podcast. Yeah, let me. Yes. We're talking about this. I don't care how I put it in. I will jam this shit in. <laughs> because I, I'll be honest. Let's just, I, I can't say all this at home. My wife gets tired of hearing yeah, it. Like, so I come here and I just unload on the listeners. And it's probably not fair to y'all. But I, I just, <laughs> I have, you know, I but have you, all they're, these they're already in segment three. So, ha, <laughs> it's too late. It's too late to turn back now. Might as well finish it. You've committed this much time. So, so now, so now, though, I want to encourage all the listeners to go on a cruise. Go on a cruise. If you can get the money together, go on a cruise. That's my biggest piece of advice for the week. Because you can kiss a stingray. And you can gain weight and not really be judged like that. Yeah, that's always nice. Yeah. And then write, people should write into us about their cruise experiences. That would yeah, that'd be really fun. That's a dope idea. Write yeah. it about any kind of, because we talk about travel a lot. We both have traveled a bunch in our yeah. stories. So that'd be cool if people wanted to write in. We can read them out loud. It could be kind of famous. Yeah, so send in y'all's cruise stories and different experiences you have on the cruise because I think they'll be interesting because you drink a lot too. So that leads to. And every story is going to end with Will going, you know, this reminds me of something about myself that paints me in a positive light. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the new Oprah because Oprah used to do that where whatever, whatever horrible tragedy you told her, she would like She'd have up to it. top it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, well, I was raped by my father. I was raped by a whole family. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Your father and my own father and this other guy's father. <laughs> I win. That it's so sad. <laughs> well, Jacob's just cracking up. It's sad people have to win sometimes at, right. at horrible things. But like there a, are those people who are out there. Who like I think Montel win. gave somebody a car once, and then Oprah gave everyone. Yeah, she's like, "This mother, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm one up." Like Montel was like, "You're getting a car," and Oprah was like, "You get a car, and you get it. Everyone get, you, gets you, a you, car. You, 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 you. <laughs> yeah, they bl- I bludgeon you to death with my stuff. I had a friend like that who every time something would happen, it had to happen to her worse. Yeah. I just don't understand. That, like, I'd get a paper cut, and she'd be like, well, I had to amputate my arm. I'm like, no, you didn't. I can see you. <laughs> I just don't understand that kind of mentality. But it's 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 amusing, too. People get annoyed by personalities like that, yeah. and I always just get amused. <laughs> it always yeah. just kind of amuses me. I think, ultimately, I will annoy the listeners. Eventually, <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a point on this where I'm probably going to be replaced. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to talk so much about so much random shit that I can see the listeners be like, we've had enough of this, this guy. guy again. Yeah. And then I just kind of repeat the last word you say. And I'll do it. I'll do it in a different voice. You know, <laughs> stingrays. <laughs> what well, I tell you what, I've seen Spencer <laughs> perform and everything else. I think she's holding back on some of the impressions. I think she's got more. Some of the impressions. Yeah. I can't, I've never I, done an impression I, on I, stage. <laughs> All the time she does it. I've seen her impersonate dogs. I've seen you impersonate. <laughs> and the thing is, I've never done that on stage. She just means in our normal lives. No, you, <laughs> just, I don't want to give away the bit, but you, you have one, a very funny bit about uh, 
sexual positions that relate to certain things. And you impersonate a dog. Oh, uh, from percent. Funny on the Fly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you got it. And that, yeah. That's yeah. not. <laughs> who is that? That's like a 1950s gangster. That's, yeah, yeah. Saying, yeah. I always yeah, say, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like to say it with gusto. I want people to know that I really agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You give it a go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is that how you do it can we just do that for the rest of the podcast yeah let's do it until brian makes us stop talking yeah brian's probably gonna make us stop talking soon we're just gonna continue we're just gonna bust it out yeah yeah, yeah. he's doing it too but you can't <laughs> <Brian likes laughs> <to do> it. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's subtle people don't even know if you agreed with them real quick they're like what did you say oh oh that's right i was supposed to uh talk about my detox update uh <laughs> I smell- can we can we have like some kind of drop for whenever i talk about myself yeah, like we I, need a good drop. Yeah, yeah, maybe the listeners too can suggest a drop for every yeah. time Will figures out a way to wedge Woo. shit about himself. <laughs> ding 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 ding. I could just do it with. I could you could just, just get a bell. Just yeah. bring a bell. And ding, ding. Ding. Yeah, just every time I do that shit, just. <laughs> we can keep track. <laughs> Yo, this this podcast confirms everything my wife has said about yeah. me. Like she's gonna love this one. This is what she says about me. She's ding, like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You find one, Brian, or do I have to make a? Bruh. Oh. Oh, how about that? Do it again. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a top five contender. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have uh, people vote on it or something. Yeah. Look for another one. Yeah. 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 Bound. Bound. Oh dear! Oh, uh, that one sucked. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that was so long. Yeah, that was that was uh. I was in a par- the park once, and there was this uh three year old and his dad, and his dad said I was with my lady friends, and he goes, "What do you see when you see say when you see a group of pretty girls?" And the little boy goes, "Bounce, wow, wow, it's so yeah. cute." Hell yeah! Damn right, that's what you said. <laughs> but why do you call them your lady friends? Oh, I, I don't know. Those people just say girlfriends. I was gonna say girlfriends, and then I got confused. <laughs> I don't know why, why it came out like that. <laughs> My brain says weird things sometimes, the way I phrase things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, your do- detox. He came in with this. It's like, is that like a Mott's yeah, it's apple a, it's juice? A, it's worth a, it. Oh, Martinelli's. Yeah, apple maybe juice we can get them thing. as a sponsor. Maybe Martinelli's yeah. will, Martinelli's well, will sponsor Well, do they sponsor us. you if you take out their delicious apple juice and fill it with green, horrible smelling terribleness? Like, because yeah. I, I, I had to drink that apple juice to get it empty oh there I we go it, it smells so bad guys it smells does it yeah it smells like mulch kind of it just no oh yeah that is that's There's got like a, a mulchy swampy, earthy kind of yeah. uncomfortable yeah it I almost don't like it yeah like if you like ground up swamp thing in yeah it. it's like Loch Ness juice yeah and it's it's so green and he's just he asked if i wanted a sip of it and i would you know rather she almost did. i think she did no no i sniffed it and then i'm like yeah there's so many things i'd rather just happened to me than that says the woman that's prepared to make a mayonnaise granola sandwich uh, after she leaves <laughs> the mayonnaise the is, is to help those in need i've explained that already he's and he's drinking it right now that's so disgusting but you're back on that because <laughs> 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 now i'm convinced spencer had some of it <laughs> we're all adults. that's a good one do that one again bro oh that's a good one that should be when you talk about yourself Oh, yeah. Every time. Ah, here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Brian is a child. Uh, Yeah, I'm the youngest person here. (laughs) And I'm the one laughing the least at the fart noises right now. (laughs) This is a damn mess. Let's get out of here. Uh, We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Bye.
Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern, Lisa Barr, and Brian Baltashevitz. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 